This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome to Good Morning Only Friends, and I'm here with my only friends. <laughs> Yo, that was the whitest intro I've ever heard in my life. I mean, I just said I had to be in the same shot. Wow. Oh, man, you're really bringing in your AC Slater, huh? What are you guys doing today? I mean, I hope we have an intro conversation. <laughs> That's what we can do today. He just ambushes us with these things. I mean, I it's ambush a, myself. Uh, I'm, a, I'm okay with the ambush. I, I, I don't mind that he switches it up now and again. You know, we lost Tortuga today. This motherfucker, by the way. <laughs> I like okay. how we always shit on the person. Actually, well, A, you don't come, you get shit on. A, period. that's tradition, and B, this is the first time I think I'm ever going to hear something about Brian. A hundred percent. He does. He's always here. He does not deserve what I'm about to do to him. <laughs> he don't miss, but today he missed. He does not deserve what I'm about to do, but he's going to get it anyway. This motherfucker is so amped for the five hundred dollar turbo <laughs> giga stack down bad invitational that starts at 10 a.m that he could not make this podcast at 8 30 which was moved just so i can make my day two at 10 a.m like as if there's a world where we're not gonna get out of here on time for him to be there it was so funny when you say uh brian are you in and he just writes in the group chat no i'm out <laughs> i'm out uh you can't blame him i don't know why i'm here i i mean it was either this or nothing no, it was never going to be nothing. There's, there's too much going on. We couldn't miss today. It was, it was either this or you, the Conrad show. What? And I didn't trust it. I, a, I don't trust it. And B, I should probably... I should get to the 3K at 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, you should roll with. Yeah. You get 20 bigs. And two bullets. Potentially. It would have been the Conrad show. What would that look like, Conrad? What would that look like, Conrad? <laughs> the motherfucking Conrad show. That's what it looked like. Would you start off with that same intro? Because no. if you do, I'm here for it. We can we can pull this Absolutely in tight not. on you and just like roll. Let it, I, I'm happy to be a bystander. Just let it roll for the you next are a 60. Bystander. <laughs> what do you mean? You, I this see. Is, this is 300 episodes of it. 301. 301. 301. Sorry, 301. Sorry, sorry. That's right. You're my psychic. Right, buddy. Episode 301. What? <laughs> 301 episodes? You don't say. Yeah. Landon, get that, uh, get that mic a little bit twisted Closer. towards you. No, no, you don't have to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah there sure. you go. Yeah, a little hmm. twist in action. Do we have to have a, uh, a well, quarterly review? Why the fuck does somebody in chat say, I'm shocked Conrad's awake? They watch this show all the time. Everybody knows Conrad's up at 5 a.m. like a goddamn crack. That's true. It is true. It's, uh, it's strange. And we... <laughs> We Scary. actually are somehow all on the old man schedule at it this point. True. Landon and I are up by seven every day. Conrad's already been up for two hours, <laughs> bathing in the hot tub, drinking what I can do? only assume is Irish coffee. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? I think Conrad only gets drunk before the sun rises, actually. <laughs> I had to go back to sleep, man. <laughs> he takes a little nip before bed to fall asleep and then a little Irish coffee to wake up. Yeah. While Landon and I are fucking spitting pre-workout into each other's mouths. <laughs> Don't, what the fuck? <laughs> Mama Mia. Mother Mia. 
six strays. Mother, may I? No, please don't may anything. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's let's get to some news and notes. First and foremost, big shout out to our sponsor this month, uh, WPT Global. We appreciate you guys for being a part of the podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out WPT Global. They have some ridiculously good cash games. Every stake level you can imagine, up to the equivalent of uh, 2550 no limit uh, USD. You can get a sign-up bonus using code Berkey. Click the link in the description below or hit hashtag WPT Global in the chat, and that'll take you to the uh, sign-up link you need to go to. T- up to a $1,200 deposit bonus. Uh, so 100% deposit bonus up to 1200 bucks on your uh, first deposit. Be sure to take advantage of that. Get in there. Show Tom Wheaton who's boss. You know, he's in there fucking around and finding out. You guys need to get in there and... Uh, Get a little of that soft Can't action. Can't let Tom Wheaton win again. No. <laughs> Tom Wheaton wins again. <laughs> I wonder when Uncle Tom's going to get out here. I think soon. Well, he asked me last week if, uh, if we had a spare bed for him to crash on. I told him he could stay at the horseshoe. <laughs> but he could have Landon's bed. You're not even in the room. I know. I understand. I still need my bed just in case. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. I made it day two. What if I make it day three? Maybe I'll crash there. What if you just want to go out go to sleep? You know, yeah. Mid-afternoon. Maybe I need a mid-afternoon nap. Yeah. You know, getting up at 7 a.m. Why didn't Todd, why doesn't Zaddy Todd get he, his own he's room? He's not actually <laughs> crashing <laughs> there. But he might. Obviously, he can get his own hotel room. I think he wanted to stay at Casa de la Berkey, but mm. we don't have any extra room. Is Corey gone? He'll be back. Today. <laughs> I, he's been gone for like four days, right? Yeah. I just realized it this morning. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be back today. I probably. thought he was just deep in something. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, what did Corey day three? Deep in the bedroom invitation. No, he went back to Michigan for Father's Day. Oh, okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, we we got a lot of stuff. The, the World Series is off and popping, man. We got controversies. We got scandals. We got Terminators. We got bracelet. Yo, here's the craziest thing. Uh, so while I was coming up with... Uh, today's show, like looking through some of the news and updates. Do you know who's winning player of the year right now? Um, I thought I did. Oh, I bet you don't. It, no, it's somebody. Ian Matakis. Yeah, Matakis. Ian yeah. Matakis. Oh, Fuck! Why yeah. don't I just take these bets? Why did I, I? That was an easy one. Is he? Is he looking at the screen or something? No. Oh, okay. I just know you. How 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 would you know this? Because he's fucking ran deep in every single tournament. Well, so he he kind of hasn't. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's played a bunch of events. He's cashed a bunch of events. But uh, it's he's mostly a no limit player, from what I can tell. It he looks is. like he only has PLO and no limit caches. Yeah. Here's the real curiosity. Not curiosity. Here here's the real um, uh, point of note. Most of his caches, most of his big caches that are acquiring player of the year points, online. Yeah. He has an online bracelet. Uh, he won the 500, so event two, uh, which was the $500 no limit hold'em bank, bankroll builder. Mm-hmm. He won that for 120 And then he got a fifth in the online $600 uh, ultra deep stack he also for got- 40K. He also got like a sub 14th, I believe, in a PLO the other day with me. Online? Yeah, he fucking three bet me in the small, like Ace Jack 5 6 offsuit. I was fucking like, what the fuck is going on? Then I remembered he's like, put out a thing. Can somebody help me play PLO? <laughs> 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 or mixed games. Um, let me see. Uh, 
if I can see that. Yeah, so it looks like he got 30th in the first online event. Um, I'm not seeing the PLO one. It might not be updated. Yeah, yet. no, it's a, it was two days ago. So it's oh, here updated. it is. Uh, the $500 PLO event. He got 17th in that. Oh, okay. Um, so and then he has sorry. one deep live run where he got ninth in the 1506 max. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Two deep live runs. Uh, he got 15th in the 3K 6 max as well. Nice. So online and 6 maxes seem to be a thing. But it's crazy to me. His total, total caches so far are... It looks like less than 200K. <laughs> less than 200K. He's winning player of the year right now. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. And it's all no limit in PLO. So for all you aspiring up-and-comers, and it's mostly online. Three of the seven caches, it looks like, are online. Uh, and two of the three final tables are online. So are all you up-and-comers? It's no longer a mixed-game world. Now, Sean Deeb is granted second, yeah. as we would expect. Uh, Brewer third. Evsledge is fifth. Uh, Evsledge is fifth with two bracelets? Yeah, and Jans is seventh with uh, a, 50K and a first in the 100K and a third in the 50K. How do they do this scoring I system? Think, I thought they got second. The 50k. No, third. Okay. Um, third, yeah. Okay. Bill Klein got second. Bill oh, Klein yeah. got second. Yeah. Fucking one. goat. Yeah. Wait, Fuck how do they do the scoring system? Down. I'm not sure. I, I know that there are uh, field bonuses. We got someone coming in? Chauncey. My mic's no good? They're saying you sound a little echoey and robot. Interesting. Well, I got to tell you, I don't know how the fuck this is going to work. Move up. <laughs> I mean, I love that you guys get the watch. Yeah, look, you did that. I that works. Uh, sure, <laughs> it works. Uh, I think we need to figure out the scoring system because how does somebody have two bracelets and not in like top three? Yeah, I, I mean, I've never really looked into the scoring system to be quite honest. What was this bracelet sign again? Uh, it was the dealer's choice 10, twice 10k and the 1500 dealer's choice. There's small fields though. Yeah, I was just to small there's like, I know there's a field bonus for so it, sure yeah. of over a thousand players, which I'm guessing the online ones probably got. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, <clears throat> so you get more points for the bracelets because the field bonus is a multiplier? Uh, I think it's capped. I was reading something in Dan Zach's tweets yesterday that I think it's for fields over a thousand and then it's capped. It might be a multiplier, but it's capped at 81 points, I think, mm. if I read correctly. I, I, I just saw it in passing, so I'm not saying anything with confidence right now. Yeah. Somebody um, said, um, do we think online events should be account, should count for player of the year or should there be a different online player of the year? Uh, I definitely think they should count I for so. sure. I think maybe they should have uh, a different... Mm, do I think they should have a different... I, I'm, I'm trying to think... Like I. I I'm basically trying to make an argument that they should have a different weight to them because they finish in one day. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can put in more volume. And that seems maybe to slightly skew the scoring. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. Everybody, everybody has equal opportunity. And there's only so many of them. I mean, there's 20 this year. I, know, I was going to say it's like 20, but. Like, Bro, it would be sick if the player of the year just only played online. That'd be hilarious. Just it's feasible. Three bracelets online. That's the best. <laughs> You do you, kid. You do you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, um, all right. So it seems like the mic issue is better. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. Our equipment's all clapped. So we update the computer one time and a camera goes out, mic goes out, Guapo's mic no good. What the hell? Down bad, man. Guapo. Down bad. Oh, 
we got to get you tech support, aka Andre. Your mic doesn't work. Yep. Hundred percent. Don't, <laughs> don't hear you. Hundred yeah. percent muted or Bro. bros cooking. <laughs> Bro is in the back with the. I thought they took those monitors away. Why did you think that? I thought uh, when Somerville came that one time. Nope. They've, wow. Where have you been, those, man? Those are Andre's monitors, aren't they? Yeah. They've Where's also, Andre been? Oh, who knows, man? I think he's back. He's back. I think he's finally back. I'm back for to like us. two days. Yeah. He's going to bite some ankles and get on out of here again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, quick update from the Players' Championship. There's one player who won't be back for tomorrow's day three or today's day three. Mm-hmm. It's the one and only Terminator Dan Cates. Goodbye. Yo. Hasta la vista, baby. You know who's happy about that one, right? Everybody else? <laughs> Kmart. Oh, yeah. He laid a big price, right? He gave him like 31 to 1. 31 to 1? Yeah, I think it was like 2K to win 64. Or 31 to 1. Or How many players were there? There was 100 players? Um, 98, I think. Okay. That's probably not a terrible price. Yeah, but losing sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, making these long, odd bets. There's no upside for him. Like, you just get 2,000. 99, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get $2,000 or you lose fucking 60. Yeah, he can afford it. He was on Big Brother. He's rich. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that works, man. Reality stars are rich. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Come on. Uh, A lot of notables coming back today. The top 10, James Ose, Daniel Alai, Phil Ivey, Talal, uh, Yoans Becker, Josh Arie, Brian Rast, three-time winner, by the way, Brian Rast. Lau Berman. Wow, Lau. Out in the streets, baby. Let's go. Uh, Dimitri uh, Urbanovich. And wow, I didn't know he was Polish. I don't know where I thought he was from actually uh and then the one and only it's the year of nacho nachito 10th and chips i didn't even know he played mix he just doesn't i don't even know if he knows if he plays mix that's fair he just doesn't man that is fair how many chips do you start with in this thing i know it's really slow i want to say 300k okay so opes has like 10 uh 10 starting stacks as the chip leader nacho has like four 300, 300k 100 minute levels dan smith made day three did brewer make day three i don't think so oh gg i but i don't know he said yeah. he might have taken today off when oh. he messaged me okay but yeah. I, wasn't, I was gonna try to drag him in here today no he didn't well we would have done it a normal time if he had come but well, what would we have done you guys would have just talked to him about the uh but you wouldn't you know. have been here yeah well that's okay you know I trust you guys. No, you don't. I do. I just don't trust the, only the two of you. It needs to be a third party. Right. That's why I said Me, Tortoise, or Chris Brewer. That's it. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris is a reliable third. That, wow. Yes, he's a reliable third. Look at this gangster, Freddie D. What the fuck, Scott? You better do something. You're on my fantasy team. You don't come out. You don't play tournaments. And then... Who are you talking to? Scott Siever. Oh. <laughs> he, we need you to win this. He's in. I know. He's got 232K. So is Dan Smith. A lot of people left. Jeremy Osmus is still left. Freddie Deeb in the mix. We need Freddie to win. Man, Actually, Freddie fucking Deeb. I love Freddie Deeb. He's one of my favorite people on earth. We got to get him on the podcast, man. 
I, I hang know. out. I hang out with him in the hookah bar all the time. And like, we got to get him on the podcast. He's just the best. Freddie D on a Thursday. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's fucking I, great. Bro. I walk in. So this is like a week ago. I walk in the bathroom. Freddie comes in behind me, and he's he's all fucking steamed up. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. "I hate hand histories. I'm not telling any hand histories." Okay, so it goes three hundred. <laughs> Or 500 call, call, call. I call Ace 10 on the button, and this fucking guy <laughs> makes it 3,500. So it goes call, call, call. I have 50,000. I go, Yeah, you're all in. He goes, I'm all in. I have Ace 10 offsuit. I'm like, Okay. He goes, This fucking guy snap calls me. Five, six suited. Wins both boards. <laughs> Three days later, I'm playing with him, and he goes, Brookie, did you hear this? It goes 500 call call. <laughs> oh, you can't make this shit up. That's fucking great. It's incredible. Man. What a spot. And then later that same day, that after he had already told me that hand history, I'm I'm bluff jamming River versus Marcus, the the hand that I posted where I punted off with Ace High. Mm-hmm. I jam River for like 25k, and uh. Like, as Marcus is tanky or whatever, Freddie comes over to tell me another hand. Like, while I'm just sitting there with 25,000 in the middle, he's like, This guy again! <laughs> like, I thought you didn't like hand histories, Freddie. What's going on here? He doesn't like this guy, and he wants you to know that. That guy is great action. I, I haven't had the chance to play with him, but any man who sticks in 25,000 pre with 6'5 suited is a man after my own heart. I like how he refers to, he's now referred to as that guy. I don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah he's just that guy. Yeah, I've That's never fine. seen him before. He's just, he gets to play the main game. I don't. Got it. Bye, bye. I, How's I can see why. Yeah. Taking a shot. Okay, there you go. It works. We hear you now. Welcome back, young man. We appreciate you. So we had to come in early today because I've done the impossible. I've bagged. I've made it day two. Is this your first bag of the series? Are you an idiot? Except for the secret bounty. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it's my second back. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're adorable. It, Have like, you bagged yet? Yeah. Would you bag? Oh, right. 25K. I feel like they don't need to give you bags for that. Just carry on. They did. We're going to give you a starting stack again the next day. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think. No, I don't think. No, I don't think you get a bag. I think they just do it. Just yeah, like, you just get the same chips every day, right? Yeah. I don't know if I've ne- I don't think I've actually put chips in a bag yet. I've made day twos through max slate registration. Ah. Uh, which mm-hmm. counts. Does it? Yeah. Well I don't know if anybody's keeping score of how many day twos you make without a cash. Well, I mean, I cashed the tournament champions by max slate registering it. Oh yeah, that's true. And I cashed the twenty five K by winning day two. Well winning day two is important. So I'm two for two in cashing in day twos. Okay. If I'm, I'm keeping score now. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> now we're keeping score. Yeah. Now we're keeping score. All right. Well, so today would be your third day, too. Mm-hmm. We're going to get after it. Yeah. I had a good big field. Good day. How many big blinds do you get if you register today? 20. 20 now, and then 13, I guess. You have, max yeah. It. You have two levels. So you get two bullets if you haven't registered yet. Our, lo- our levels, right? Our levels. Good structure. Four day event. Uh, I good think. Structure. I think that. There were 1,200-ish players yesterday. Let me double-check. Yeah, something, something on that. Right. It might have been more. That was, like, what it was when I registered. Um, Man, maxing's kind of cool. Like, oh. I know a lot of people that everybody played twice, and they just can't play again. It's just all, they're all single oh, yeah. entries. Way off. 1,511 players. Wow. Pretty good. 
They're yeah, four million in the prize pool. Every single, everyone in the top ten is a European I've never heard of. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Colton. Colton's there. Blomberg. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. No, there are a couple Americans. But even like, <laughs> even some of the Americans, I don't, I don't know who they are. <laughs> Jia Kong Jang. I'm, I'm I, I pretty sure. Is. Yeah. That's there's a good chance. That's a troll name? No. Oh. There's a good chance it was this kid at my table. You gave him all the chips? No, it's somebody else that it was a fucking great situation. Under the gun opens, he calls uh, middle position. Um I think it's the button three bets. Mm. The guy fold under the gun folds and he pi or yeah, he piles all in for like a hundred and ten bigs. Okay. And guy calls him with under minute under 30 seconds with jacks and he just has aces Jesus. and it was fucking for Sick piles boy. but anyway he had his phone out and i guess he was logging or something and every time he fucking won ahead <laughs> and i was like god damn it <laughs> never ends he's the one that flopped uh straight on me when i had said eights real r.i.p moment that's how you got fucked nah i didn't lose that much there mm. well, i lost some but i had a guy at my table, so I was itching to gamble because I had less than starting with one level to go, mm-hmm. and I knew it was a 10 a.m. restart, which if I had known it was a 10 a.m. restart to begin with, I probably would not have played, to be quite honest. Um, you would have just maxed it? May, no, I would have just went to Bellagio. I had a starting seat. Oh. Damn. <laughs> um, damn. But I figured, you know, noon restart, we could still do the podcast, I'd still hit the gym, have a good morning, I miss one day of cash, no big deal. And here we now, are. everything's disrupted. I'm here at 8.30 o'clock in the morning. I missed the gym because there wasn't enough window of time before. Now I have to win the whole fucking tournament to make it worthwhile. You know, that's just basically the, the beats. Uh, but I had a guy at my table who, he was a recreational and, you know, I thought he was just minding his own business, having a good time. He had like 55,000 at 1K Big Blind. And I had, I don't know, about 30-ish. But I was kind of itching to gamble because we were coming up on the last level. Oh, actually, it was 1,200 big blind. It was the last level. There was 20 minutes to go in the day. And I didn't really want to put less than starting in a bag, knowing sure. that I had a seat and that, you know, I could rocket it off a little bit. So uh, he just opened rips 50K under the gun when I'm in the big blind. And uh, like 1,500 big blind? 1,200 big blind. And I have like 34,000 in the big. And I'm like, oh, baby. I don't know what that hand is, but give me an ace. Give me an ace right now. I, I feel good. Like, what is this, small pair? What the fuck is this guy doing? He had just, like, not played a hand. He was buried to himself. So the next player to act, tanks for a long time, asks how much it is, and then rejams for, like, 70K. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, we can triple here. <laughs> give me paint, baby. That's all I need. <laughs> Folds to me in the big. I haven't looked yet. Ace queen off. <laughs> slam it in. Just slam it in. Under the gun. Nine eight offsuit. And you found that out by which me- measure? Oh yeah, he jammed. He just jammed. Oh my god. Under the gun one. Pocket eights. He gets flopped dead. Ace nine four out of the gate. So I triple. And this guy doesn't even accomplish what he wanted because he doubles in the side pot, so he has like 42,000 after the hand's over. <laughs> so now we're at the hand for hand portion, and he has 50K again, and doesn't seem to want a bag. 
So I open, uh, I open Queen Ten off from the hijack, and he just smashes on the button for fifty thousand, which is half my stack. I didn't know what to do. I was like, so I started talking to him. I'm like, I have a feeling you don't really want to be here right now, and you're looking to double or go home. He goes, you're absolutely right, but I have a good hand this time. Oh, and I'm, I like, I fold. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I would call you so light here, but I believe you. Yeah. So I fold, and he flashes the ace of hearts. Yeah, he wasn't lying. Uh, yeah, I'm like, okay. Two hands later, he just open rips for 50, gets called in the big blind by ace nine suit, he's jack 10 off, he's out the door. Yeah, see you later. Like, why don't you just register tomorrow? <laughs> the best part is he might come back and register tomorrow. No, I don't think there's any chance. Probably not. Maybe though. I don't know. He had, he seemed to have a lot of anxiety around that 50k stack. <laughs> Pretty wild, man. I mean, he can get it up to like 150 real quick on day two, 2k big blind. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if you got that gamble and you just put the 50k in the bag, show up the next day and start open ripping again. I'll do it again tomorrow. That's true. Today. He just didn't want to show up at 10 a.m. Respect. Yeah, he just wanted to be actually right. <laughs> I, I don't know what is with these restarts, man. Especially like it's coinciding with the start of the down bad five hundred monster turbo giga yeah, you, stack. You don't talk about what I'm going to do to you. What is to, what, what is the actual event? Five hundred dollar freeze out that I'm going to pick up a bracelet in thirty minute levels. Five minute levels. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what everybody wants to spend their fucking Tuesday doing. Actually, not bad. I chose it'll be eleven hundred. I win. No, I mean it'll be good. <laughs> it'll be two hundred to first, and it'll be fast. Like I, I give it shit because like I personally don't want to play them, but they're they're good events. What? What? Whoa! 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 I think Guapo's getting texted nudes right now. I think so too. That's what that sounded like. <laughs> um, all right, before we get into the shits, I uh, want to remind everybody that a new episode of Poker Out Loud came out yesterday. <laughs> Head over to solverwide.io if you want to check that out. Uh, sorry, no more sick day sign-up code for your free month, but you do get a free two-week trial if you sign up for uh, the all-in access pass. Uh, also, we have an academy coming up on Labor Day weekend, September 1st through the 3rd. We are going to be running the normal style academy. So it's back to three days. No more poker out loud version. Um, each day we will go through proper strategy construction for uh, about a three hour lesson each day. And then everybody will get to play on the RFID tables. <laughs> what, what is happening right now? I'm just, I'm just getting cozy. <laughs> you finally wore a respectable outfit and this is what you've turned yourself into. You, yeah. You've cocooned yourself. Yeah, it was cold. Now I'm a little warm. I see. Are you comfy? Yeah. You feel a little nuzzled it's like over there? story time. If I, I, the orange cat <laughs> almost just clawed me in the balls. <laughs> Man, I got to tell you, I feel very uncomfortably close to this mic right now. Um, so if you want to sign up for the Academy, head over to solverwide.io, click the events tab or uh, the, the dates in the header above, and you'll get all the information that you need there to... Uh, the register it'll be an 18 person academy so uh there are seats but they will fill up fast we'll be sure to keep you guys updated as seats get sold all right we got a lot of a lot of nonsense going on a lot of shit going on a lot of shit going we on. got a full-blown investigation uh, by Joey's doing it? no uh, no a real one uh, uh no internet sleuthing here uh we actually have to my understanding uh, Nevada gaming involved. So yesterday, um, let me see if I can 
find it. I don't know how I lost it. Uh, Martin took to Twitter to kind of defend his own honor, if you will. Uh, and he put out a statement that said, on behalf of yesterday's situation, I feel necessary to speak up. Andrew Robel yesterday posted on Twitter an accusation that I'm marking cards and cheating in poker tournaments. I was shocked by how quickly people took it as true, pure statement with no evidence, and started media blizzard in which I'm portrayed as a cheater. You can accuse me of controversial manners, bad jokes, uncomfortable play, or whatever stickers you put on my autistic behavior. You can call me a pain in the ass, but calling me a cheater is something completely out of line. Uh, I am not a cheater. This is not true. This gossip is damaging me, not only as a poker player, but also my business activities and my family. That's why I've decided to take legal action against Andrew Robel. Because in such a professional tournament series as the WSOP, it is very easy to prove such accusations are pure lies. I just can't believe how easy it is for people to join such accusations just by their personal... I don't know what that word is. Antipathy. Yeah, never heard it before. Antipathy towards my it. person. He made it up probably. Maybe he made it up. Yeah. No, I don't know. It seems... It, seems well, like it's it. like the, op- the opposite of apathy, right? Mm, could be. If apathy means you don't care at all, antipathy right. means you care a lot about how someone is. Uh, that makes a lot of sense That's to me. That's what my read is. Educated I, guess. I think you're right. Gentleman and scholar. I definitely think you're right. Um, so I think that there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, and I don't want to be pedantic about it, but I, I think that there are things worth pointing out because he is talking about a defamation suit against Robo. Uh so the first thing is that he said that Robo accused him of marking cards and cheating. And as best I can tell in Robo's tweet, that's not true. I think he accused him of being incredibly annoying. Uh, and then, so his, his actual tweet was, how is Martin Cabrera not banned from WSOP? He makes any tournament no fun for anyone. And on top of it, I've seen him mark cards in every tournament I've ever played with him. So that's different, I think than actually saying someone is cheating like he's just accusing him of a specific action whether or not that's interpreted as cheating i think is up to the reader i'm obviously being very pedantic about this but i think that that's uh probably the best way to examine this whether or not there's a defamation case available it's so hard to win a defamation case it's it's impossible and honestly like uh i don't know how this all plays out obviously but I do know that based off of being sued from, by Possel and never actually getting served or whatever, that when we were starting to go through the process of filing anti-slap and uh, you know, looking into what the, the, the matters would be if we actually were served and sued, um, it's, a, it, it's a tough thing for the accuser to prove first and foremost, but secondly, there's a discovery process that, you know, kind of puts the uh, person accusing the other of defamation in a position to defend their side, right? So this, this might be a good thing for all parties involved in the sense that I think it might force WSOP's hand to turn over the decks if that's uh, even possible at this point. Um which might just be a good thing but here's 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 the ultimate thing right say the decks are marked by fingernails you have to prove his right exactly like who cares I, not who cares obviously we care <laughs> but 
you see what I'm saying, right? Like, this type of shit happens all the time. That one clip of him digging his nail into the middle of the card is a good one. Well, Damn. so here's, here's... It seems like he's going to get dismissed really quickly whenever you just see these random, like... Well, yeah, if course. you can find a pattern in the nail markings and kind of let's, like, go back and we'll tie it to who's net marking him, then maybe you have a case. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to go that far. I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, like you said, if you, if you see certain cards marked in certain places, like the aces right, right. is marked top left, like or well, that's, all, all the aces. That's kind of the problem with this whole discussion that we're having, right? Is that uh, we're making logical leaps based off of a lot of circumstantial evidence. So, you know, from to the naked eye, to the, to, to the trained eye of professional poker players, the things that we see seem to make sense that uh, something out of line is happening, right? Like, it's, it's very uncommon, to say the least, that somebody would be standing up out of their chair and leaning over the table uh, to seemingly get a bird's eye view of someone's cards or stack or whatever. Uh, it's also very uncommon for people to handle the cards the way Martin handled the cards throughout so two strange. days of coverage, right? Does that mean he's cheating? Definitely not, right? It just means that he might be. <laughs> things don't appear the way, right? The things don't appear normal as as we're accustomed to seeing, and um, I think it becomes a slippery slope as, as to whether or not uh, we're able to talk about this stuff publicly. Now, maybe Robo was a little out over his skis by saying that, like, like confidently saying that he's marked cards in every tournament that he's played with him. I mean, Robo saying it, but it's, seen it from it's also his experience. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's first person. Yeah. It's just his experience. So like, I really don't think that there's a lot of weight in some sort of defamation case here. Yeah. Um, but I am encouraged by the statement that WSOP put out to the Las Vegas journal. So, uh, they are on record as saying, while we do not discuss specific security protocols used to monitor players and gaming equipment, the integrity of the game remains paramount, and we can assure fellow patrons that we are taking these allegations very seriously. As this is an ongoing investigation, there's no further comment on the matter at this time. So that does imply that they aren't just letting this fall on deaf ears. We assume that the decks have been sequestered and examined somewhere. Now, of course, I don't think anything is ever going to come public, right? Like, it's just not really good PR for them to come out and say like, oh, we found a bunch of markings in the deck or we found ink on the deck or, right. you know, like that that's just never going to be the case. Um, they would just quietly ban him, let I would me, assume. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you think they released his money? That's a great question. I would say yes. I would say uh, no. I would say, I would say 100% or if you were to ask me my opinion, mm -hmm. I would say 100% no. I wouldn't say anything with that much confidence. Well, he know, mean, remember, you're talking to the guy that found the runner. The <laughs> I would say 100%. No. Like, it just makes no sense. 100% of female. Yeah, we got fucked. You know, slow poker. How do you identify these days? We got fucked. Um, um, I, I wouldn't say anything that confidently, but I do know that there's <laughs> precedent in the past of them not releasing funds when someone's under scrutiny. If, yeah, it's like within 24 hours. Well, like, you just what if you just instantly cashed out before this stuff happened? I don't think it no. works that way because everything needs to be processed. Uh, they were obviously aware going into the final table. Yeah. They could freeze whatever they want to freeze. I would guess they did. They would. If they're opening an investigation, like that happens, not like 
12 right. hours after. That happened at that moment yesterday, but beginning of the final table, I would assume. Yeah, I would assume so, so too. Why would they ever release funds? Right. I, I, I worry that they didn't. I worry that because the allegation or the accusations came after day two wrapped, that they didn't do anything to, um, to like sequester the cards from day two, right? And it's obviously very unlikely that he was marking cards day three, yeah. because everybody like the no standing rule was in place. Everybody was protecting their hands. Um, it just seems a lot less likely. But I do agree with Conrad that I think that it's it's at least probable that they froze the funds until the investigation is cleared. Um, bottom you, up, go ahead. What do you do if you catch somebody cheating? Like, let's say he did. Like in-game? Yeah, like that's, no, like I guess out of it, but that impacts everyone else that played the event. Oh, right? you're saying like, what is, what's like, what do you do retro, Yeah, did? what do you do retroactively? Yeah, great question, Probably because not. it's a weird, it's a weird uh, duality, right, where one time Chris wins, it's under scrutiny. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. That, that, that wouldn't be the issue. It, no, just talking about. I have a question. If are you saying if they held the money? No, not about the money. But like, if they find out that he cheated the entire tournament, what do you do about the people that play the tournament that got cheated? Well, right. th that's nothing. Well, well, that's why. I mean, it's a weird thing, right? Because uh, if they hold his money, then they have money to make it right amongst others. But if they might get right amongst others, then they indirectly go public with the fact that he was caught cheating. Exactly. So I'm not sure. I, I don't think that there's any former um, examples of them giving refunds. Yeah, and like, or anybody getting caught. Like that, that's the thing. I think when people are caught, it's just kind of quiet and yeah. they get banned. But we, like, we know people that are banned from the WSOP for a myriad of reasons. I don't know a single person who's banned for cheating. And what would they do? Like, give 100 people, like, what? Well, you would assume they do it similar to online where they just do ICMs, right? So, like, most of the money would go to the final table or the final two tables. Man, it is, it is pretty scam, though, huh? Like, you get busted by Cabral, like, day one in a spot where you're just getting cheated. Right. Yeah, you, but just, I, you say, oh, what? Well, unlucky in a 250K. Like, oh, well, I just got marked on. Yeah. Well, that's, potentially. That's, like, weird, though. Like, do ICM... <laughs> um, like just paying out, paying out to ICM. Why? Because what about the people that got cheated would be the ones that are out of the tournament from 99th. Like, well, I mean, yeah, they got cheated out of a little bit of well, EV, but it's difficult to track every single person they played with throughout three days. I would think that's why it would get split evenly. Mm, maybe. I would just think that everybody was equally cheated somehow. Like, oh, you can't figure, you can't like, I don't know. People were equally, like there was a, common denominator in a cheater but some people were cheated out of more dollars based off of where they were in the tournament right like final two tables yeah what you're saying more than what you're first. saying is pretty contradictory because um uh, imagine the person who gets fifth that lost a big like imagine somebody he busts on the bubble what's the ramification there compared to somebody he busts day one 20 minutes into the event like the ev is obviously massively different there Versus actually getting cheated by or just being in a tournament that was cheated by. Yeah, but you're yeah. just getting cheated. It's still the same. Like, everybody, I don't know. I mean, this is all a giant hypothetical, but right. I, I think that... It's a good thought experiment. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that people... You don't have that much money to dole out. It's no, like 10 buy-ins. No, I know. And that's why you, everybody would just get an equal fit, share, in my opinion. And which is nothing but, like, I don't know. feels like nobody deserves more than anybody else. Based off what? 
I'm just. I mean, you'd be giving money back to people who didn't even play with him. By that account. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like, and imagine playing at 250k and be like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy fucked you, potentially. And uh, here's like 25k. Yeah, here's a dinner ticket. Yeah, here's a voucher. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. Right. I, I mean, like, look, it, it's a tough spot. I, I'm sure it's a regulated arena, so I'm sure that there are protocols in place. We just aren't privy to them and we'll never be privy to them. That when, when I say that we don't know anybody who's banned from the WSOP for cheating, I'm not implying that cheaters haven't been banned. I'm saying that this part of it stays under wraps for security reasons and for PR reasons and everything else. We know about the Sam Panzicas getting banned because he said something out of line at a final table and they did it for a security threat, right? He said some dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah. We know about Slay getting banned for whatever the fuck he got banned with him and Jack got into a fight or so. I don't remember, but like he's back, he's back now, right? It got lifted. <laughs> um, but we'll never hear about the guy who got banned because, you know, he cheated in some way shape or form and may or may not have dug his nails into a cart right but like it is an interesting thing to think about where if it's like a small field high roller and you just like integrity of the game kind of gets broken and then you get like no money for yeah being cheated well that's the other thing well, then what what would happen to the money if they did if, if they did seize it right where does it go yeah do, they keep, do they keep it <laughs> tips <laughs> do they keep it? Because, like, what do you do? You can't they just get it back added, to me. They just added into the main event prize pool. Yeah. By yeah. way of Martin Cabral donating, potentially. I mean, they could do, like, a rake-free 250K. What's the rake on it? Like, 2K? I don't know. But is that, like, giving money back? Mm, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Not really. No. No. Hold, okay. hold the 250K and just add to the prize pool. I, I mean, yeah, look, it's impossible. For, uh, we're, we're, we're obviously speculating about things that, like, we'll never be privy to, to know what it's the protocols are. It's fun to speculate, are. but, like, what's the point? Yeah, and also, it's like, that's not really, that doesn't really matter all that much, right? Like, well, I mean, it does, it does to some degree. It does the community, like, the high roller community, right? So right. how do you fix, because, like, what if this happens again, and somebody cheats, and then you may or may not know if they do, and then... Well, we, at some point, we have to trust the operators. Right. So at some point we have to trust that our complaints are being heard, the investigations are being run properly, and that some sort of ramification will take place if you are caught cheating. Um, whether or not we're compensated for the dollars or EV that we're cheated out of is a different story. And one that's well above my pay grade as far as like what's fair. As in like if everyone got their like value when they got either busted or potentially yeah or like if they if they froze his funds like how do they divvy that up amongst the prize pool like that's that's not my call i got something interesting for you though good the borgata chip maker yeah everyone that played with him got mm -hmm. a refund uh same amount i believe so that's what somebody just wrote in the chat yeah i don't remember what the outcome was uh how far did he go in the event Honestly, I don't think it was that far. I think it was like day three yeah, I think, or day two. I think he had some heat and it was yeah. like flushing them down the fucking toilet by like day three or some yeah, shit. What was this? Bro just like made chips? Yeah. Yeah. He, he uh, fabricated a bunch of Borgata tournament chips and then just like kept piling them on <laughs> to his fucking stack made throughout. MTT? Yeah. He, so everyone that played in this tournament got a refund? No. Everybody that played with him got a refund. Which is a tall order in a big event like that. I mean, that was like thousands of people in the well, field didn't almost everybody in the field play with oh hold Martin? on hold on probably uh, yeah i wonder i wonder if that's i might be <laughs> yeah because now imagine you just wrong. start giving refunds to everybody in the field 
Yeah, I mean, you could, uh, like, you know, like Conrad said, that's that's a, a reasonably simple and equitable way of doing it. It's Just like you have 10 buy-ins to divvy up amongst, like, you know, 40 people or whatever. They well, st- I remember that they stopped that tournament. I don't think it ever no, finished. No, yeah, yeah. That, that tournament never finished. I, I, think that, I think you're right. I think they chopped it uh, according to ICM because of the... <laughs> The, the chip gate because bro this guy just like added more chips to the field. yeah there's like an extra 10% of chips in play <laughs> he's, and obviously like he's playing super loose because he just has an infinite bankroll yeah. in this tournament bro has unbustable yeah I he's gonna he, leave he's gonna leave a chip back so he can dump some more off. yeah I wonder, what he, I wonder what he did like if he got short <laughs> Right, like well, he just never did, right? He just has like twenty blinds in front of him. Everybody has to notice this. So how does he? How does he prevent himself from going bust? He would just like add chips every hand if he was folding. He just add one chip each time. Maybe. So it's like, how can you really tell? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to think yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. But this does parallel something that ha- you guys might not remember, but I remember this vividly because uh, it was when I was still kind of like involved in these high rollers uh, at the at the early going. I played this event. In the 2017 Super High Roller Bowl, the one that Bonomo did he win it or did he get second? I can't remember. He probably won. I don't remember. <laughs> it was it was I think it was him, Jason, Leon, and one other person. Maybe Daniel, but I don't think so. One other person I think got four-handed. Leon ended up getting fourth. Um, so Bonomo put a tweet out yesterday, and he kind of described what was happening back in 2017. I didn't realize it at the time because I didn't know who Martin was. I just knew Leon. Uh, But Martin was the initial person that everybody in that field was kind of uh, worried that he was cheating. So Bonomo tweeted, just a data point to add to the discussion. During the 2017 Super High Roller Bowl, the players were all on edge because of the likely cheating by Martin. He was warned by the floor approximately a dozen times to not stand behind players when they were looking at their hole cards. He was out of the tournament at this point, but his best friend Leon was still in. The players repeatedly requested to have Martin removed from the play area, but the floor just kept issuing him warnings and letting him wander back in. Multiple fish, sorry, multiple very fish hands were played when Martin was standing behind players as they looked at their cards. There were other fears as well during that tournament, but this is the one that was most damning in my opinion. The above is just one of the many relevant fishy instances involving martin once you add them all together things start to look pretty clear um so what wasn't really mentioned in this thread uh, i'm just scrolling through to see if he if he brings it up later but uh the accusations that were levied at that time were very heavy against leon so leon ended up getting fourth and i remember the conversation that was uh kind of publicly being thrown about was that something wasn't kosher with leon uh he had these weird yellow glasses on similar to the one robbie had on at at hustler oh no and glasses gate well i don't know if the glasses had anything to do with it but obviously like there is always that concern that people are marking with invisible ink and using some sort of like contacts or lens to read yeah, yeah. um and it was just the most obvious physical thing you could see about him that was kind of like strange like right. wearing these yellow glasses is a choice for sure um, but yeah, there was, there was a big conversation around, uh, Leon and his deep run at the time. And I guess like he and Martin are very close. It seems as though Martin's Hendon mob is only really constructed of WSOP and Kings. It seems to be like the only place he plays. He's racked up almost 12 million in lifetime earnings. So there is, uh, what seems to be a parallel there. 
And that gets a little bit dicey too because Kings is a sponsor of WSOP, right? They run WSOP Europe. Uh, they have the Kings Lounge here in Vegas. Things get really, really messy whenever uh, you know you start to peel back the layers of the onion. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea how deep this goes. I have no idea what the likelihood is uh, that anything nefarious was even happening. I just know that all of this doesn't really pass the sniff test. Like there are just some consistent behavioral things that are very fucking weird. Yeah. And sure. when all the smartest people in poker are pointing them out, I think it's a conversation worthy of having. Yeah. Um, it's it's like almost not. It's not a witch hunt. Like that. That's the thing. Like there's something. People think something's going on here, and like it's from multiple accounts, not just one. Yeah, I think what makes it difficult, though, and why it might feel like a witch hunt is because we're so in the dark, um, but we're all privy to seeing the the strange behavior. Yeah. Right? So it's like, on one hand, we're all uh, spectators to this strange behavior that's taking place. We're all a part of a community where the industry leaders are kind of saying, like, look, this isn't kosher. Something out of line is likely to be happening yep. and they're all really smart people so it's difficult not to listen to their voices whenever they say these types of things um but then there's this great divide between us and the operators mm -hmm. so we have to trust wsop when they say we're running a full investigation uh you know we are going to do and take action necessary um you know perhaps martin gets banned who knows again like we won't really know until the 250k runs next year and we look to see if he's in the field that's kind of going to be the only way to confirm, right? Because are there any more big buy-ins this year? Outside of the PLOs? I don't know if he even plays PLO. Uh, WSOP says sure. there. I would imagine... So I don't know anything about their protocols, but I would imagine Nevada Gaming is involved at this point. They almost certainly have to be, right? This is a national story now. Um, it's getting picked up by, by major uh, outlets. So at that point, I would assume gaming has to be involved. And I imagine that they just have very strict protocols as far as like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, like, we don't even know... You know, it's kind of, it's kind of just like... Well, I don't, want, I don't want to be dismissive or reductive, but it's like, it's kind of going to lead to a dead end. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like... It costs money to do this. It's not even about the cost or anything along those lines. It's just like, by the time Robo put out the tweet, it's already day three, and everything that happened on day two is just... Like, those decks are just... Gone. Gone. Yeah. They're, they're just back in the rotation, and... You know, some of them are going to be marked, some of them are not. Now, if they have the decks that were pulled out of play because uh, players were complaining about them being marked, maybe that's something to look at. But again, even if they find markings, I don't really think that it's necessarily uh, anything more than circumstantial evidence, right? Like, it doesn't prove fault. Until you find a pattern. Right. I think this is just way more of a public service announcement, yeah. right? Where it's just like, look. Just to put people on yeah, yeah, like, like, look, pay attention to the people in your surroundings. Uh, this particular guy may or may not be doing something uh, to gain an unfair edge. So protect yourself. Protect your hand. Uh, you know, call the floor whenever out-of-line behavior occurs. 
and ensure that the gaming integrity is upheld. And I think that that's like the best we can do and the best we can hope for. Everything else kind of relies on us just trusting WSOP to hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah. Which for what it's worth, I think that they probably do a pretty great job. It's just, you know, again, it's, we're not really privy to, to know exactly what's going on behind closed doors. So there is a certain level of trust that we just have to kind of accept and, and move on. And this isn't going to deter anybody, you know? Yes. We're all uh, going to keep playing. Yeah. yeah. They're going to play. I mean, somebody might bat their eye if they see Martin at the table. Does he, <laughs> does he have much history of playing things smaller than the 250K? Know. I feel like he only plays high rollers. Well, well, that's definitely not true because uh, he played like a $300 buy, or he cashed in like a $300 buy-in. Um, at the Orleans? I don't think it was at the Orleans. <laughs> let, me, let me check his him up. But I, I saw Doug's video today where he showed that he has caches ranging from like $300 to, um, you know, the 250K or whatever. God, spelling his last name is such a chore. I mean, I don't know, man. What do you think comes up with this? Like, just nothing? Yeah. I kind of feel bad for him. I mean, it, just because nothing comes of it doesn't mean it's not true. No, no, I, that I understand. Yeah. They actually exist. It almost sucks, actually. It sucks balls. If it comes out that nothing happened, like... I don't think that's th going to come out either, well, for what it's worth. For what I'm just saying, if they were to say, like, they did an investigation, nothing comes about it, right? Mm. Now he's just, like, free rolls. Like, you know? I don't know. Well, I guess that was, that was kind of my big concern was, you know, the, the other logical leap that a lot of people were making was that... Um, if like he would have to be an idiot to cheat in such a brazen manner where he's on TV and you know fully under the microscope and my simple response was if nobody if nobody cares to to police it what's the difference yeah. right like what's the difference if there's video evidence if nobody's actually doing anything about it or if someone does that they're gonna say <laughs> What, would I be that dumb to cheat on TV? It's the it's like, yeah, like, maybe you would. It's the possible <laughs> defense, too. Yeah. Like, would he really be that dumb to cheat over hundreds of hours of live stream footage? And it's like, well, if nobody's doing anything about it, sure. Right? Like, <laughs> who cares if there's evidence if nobody's actually looking into it? Yeah. I mean, it seems, seems reasonable. But yeah, I'm looking at his Hennemob now. He has a lot of caches. He played a lot of WSOPE. Um, of small, small buy ins 350, 550, 1350, 1100. Uh, he cashed in the lucky sevens last year, 777. So, I mean, maybe he will be playing other events. He's a grinder. Yeah. It, it's wild, man. He has, he has the strangest Hendon mob I've ever seen in my life. Like, stranger than Chino's. He just has, I mean, he has, uh, he won a 100K in WPT, or sorry, uh, WSOP Europe in 2018 for 3 million. He got a second in 100K immediately thereafter for another 800K. And then his next cash 
was for $941. Can't make this up. That was two months later. Player of the year. Like, <laughs> it's so strange. He has a $2,500 cash after a 4K cash. Oh, that, wait, is this in um, Razadov? Prague. Um, yeah, he was there for what seems to be an EPT. But, like, you know, just grinding a $500 buy-in. Grinding. Immediately, like, two months after winning 100K and then getting second place in another 100K. It's like, God bless, man. He just loves it. Maybe. I don't know. I, it's so impossible to know. There's just, yeah. I mean, his hand mob is, like, really, really, really strange. Could you imagine him do, doing all those antics in a 500? That's kind of the... The, the question moving forward is, um, you know, how much weight do we give these big buy-in events? Like, how much weight do we give to the, to the player pool whenever it's only 40 people? Should they just be allowed to collectively say, person X can't play, right? Because that's a, that's a slippery slope too, right? Imagine they just Very say like, imagine they just all come together and say like, Adamo's too good, he's out. Yeah. We don't want him. Yeah, that's the slippery slope. Um, right? I don't know. I don't think that can be a thing. But can it? There's only so many of these people playing these events. Right. Right. Like, a soft ban doesn't seem that outrageous. No, I mean, it's a, it's a small, tight-knit community. Like, they can just say, hey, we're not playing if he's playing. Right, because the thing is, is that somebody else could just run the event, right? So if all 40 of those players came together and they said, look, Cabral registered this, let's all unregister and just get uh, the win to run this 250K instead. We'll all go play over there. Or, and they'll freeze him out. Yeah, or just say, like, if they're not going to freeze him out, then go find somebody else too. And then have That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just, just saying because you wouldn't know if he, like, he could just late reg it. Late reg what? The 250K. Say they had 250K and like he wasn't signed up and everybody starts playing. Oh, you mean at the World he, Series? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. can just late reg it. But like if something like they speak about a freeze, then yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. A soft band, a soft band doesn't seem that uh, out of line whenever you're dealing with such a high buy in, you're dealing with a lot of VIPs. I mean, this is the nature of the casino business, right? Um, we think poker. We think of poker as being like very equitable and uh, open to everybody because it's a mono mono game. Um, but like when you look at how the VIPs are are orchestrated and and treated whenever it comes to like high stakes gambling, where they're playing negative edge games, yeah. it's wildly different, man. Like they'll get they'll get uh, losses back. They'll get a certain loss back rate or whatever. They get treated like kings, obviously. They get to... I mean, you saw what happened with the, the uh, Ivy thing with the edge sorting, yeah. right? Like, he was able to pull that off because he was able to get so many requests yeah. accepted because he was a high roller coming in with, like, you know, tens of millions of dollars. So he was able to get his own decks. He was able to get them to handle the decks a certain way. He was able to get them to, uh, you know, to, to basically bend to his every single whim. And then ultimately, they were like, well, you cheated us. It's like, well, you allowed me to cheat you. Yeah. You know? You cheated yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's like you played yourself. <laughs> right. It's just like um it's a very different world. And I think that these high buy-in MTTs probably are a little bit closer to that arena 
than what we're talking about when we look at like a $500 Colossus, where certainly it's going to be a free-for-all, every man for himself, kind of massive field, whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I could see like a soft band coming somewhere down the line where like the players just don't want to play with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about this, but uh, Jason Kuhn's wife went into labor at the beginning of day two and they gave him, uh, everybody gets a courtesy withdrawal. Uh, withdrawal. I, there's a specific term for it and I can't think of what it is. Um, but anyway, everybody gets a courtesy withdrawal in the WSOP as long as registration is still open. I think you still have to have at least starting stack and I think that's why Jason was permitted to do it because he had more than starting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could just see that happen. He enters the field. Everybody asks for their withdrawal right then and there. I mean, there will always be defectors, right? Yeah. There's going to be a few people that like just don't do it. But if the prize pool goes from 45 people down to four, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty big L. Yeah. Uh, sure. if, if everybody can coordinate. It's not that hard to coordinate 40 people, you know? Especially um, 40 people that know each other pretty well. Right. Right, and they could also go the route of the Super High Roller Bowl the way they did originally was, where they did a lottery where it was invite only, right? So they, uh, it was a 56-player tournament. They allotted, I think, 18 slots for VIPs that were invited, and then they had the remaining uh, 38 slots or, or whatever it was um, for players who wanted to play, and there was a lottery pool for it. Um, they could just not allow him in the lottery. Yeah. You know, it's it becomes semi-private at that point and you just cap the event. Not that they really ever want to cap the event, but you know, you could do it that way. There's a lot of workarounds. I think where, uh, regardless of what comes from the investigation and everything else, I think if the players don't want to play with him in the future, I could see a world where he gets kind of displaced. Efro says, if you've already coordinated 90% of the field agreeing to do this and you come together and tell the powers that be at WSOP, they won't let, they just won't let him enter. It's too bad for business. So. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. I think that's probably accurate. So I'll be curious to see how this changes moving forward. The plot thickens. The plot does thicken. Man. It always fucking thickens, man. The plot is thicker than water. Water's Wait, pretty blood? thin. I meant blood. The plot is thicker than blood. No, no, no. Blood is thicker blood than is water. Blood is thicker than water. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. The plot is thicker than blood. I think the plot is thicker than water was... Where you were going, buddy? Let's Flat just than let's blood. just nail it the first time. No, I was going the other way. <laughs> Thank you guys all so much for tuning in today I mean, to Conrad's ramblings. <laughs> uh, I gotta get out of here. I got a day two to go catch up on. We'll Same. be back tomorrow, ten thirty a.m. with the cast of the Micros, the creators of the Micros. I want to get that right. So exciting. Um, yeah. So the characters were like loosely based off of these three. They did all the writing, uh, and animating different people to the voices so we'll get into it tomorrow we'll have to we I'll have to, to rewatch it as prep Sounds like i love hard. that idea we have homework tonight <laughs> rewatch the micros man i wish homework was like this in high school <laughs> yeah of course what are we gonna do when we all have day three day two tomorrow oh i didn't really even consider that i don't know we'll figure it out right. very very high probability we're here at 10 30 a.m tomorrow <laughs> uh otherwise we might come in for the early slot again thank you guys all so much for joining in uh, we appreciate you. Don't forget to click the link in the bio if you want to go sign up for WPT Global. $1,200 sign up bonus. Also, make sure that you smash that like, subscribe button, hit the bell, leave a comment below. Let us know what you think about all this nonsense that's taking place here at the WSOP. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, I'm in a day three. Later, squad.